0: Our Father, we come before You this Christmas morning saying, Praise the Lord. The Son of God has come. You have given Him that He might be born, that He might live, that He might die, and that He might be rose again. Oh God, we love you and thank you for your Son. Jesus is here. And for that, we give you great praise. Lord, we ask for you to move in our hearts today. May your Spirit teach us, convince us, convict us, and draw us to your throne. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Christmas is a time we all think is, is special. Uh, It's a time we elevate our game, as it were. We go extra effort to serve others. You've probably spent time looking for a special gift for a special someone. You've probably taken effort to bake some baked goods for somebody. You may have taken time to decorate your house. You may have taken time to... Study and devote your attention to the Lord in a different way. One of the ways that my wife and I um, give extra effort is is by making sure everything is wrapped. Everything is put in the appropriate box. And and it was 3 a.m. I think Friday night when we finished getting everything put together because this weekend is different. And uh, we wouldn't be in our normal 3 a.m. on Christmas Eve. (laughs) As much as our children, our husbands, our wives, our friends, and our church family are worth extra effort this holiday, we must say that so is our Lord. And this morning I am pleasantly delighted to see you here on this day to worship the Lord together. What a great testament to the Lord that is. If you have your Bible, I want to invite you to open because we do not have screens today. I hope you will be very thankful for our audiovisual team because every weekend of the year they're putting words on the screen for you. This morning, uh, as a Christmas gift, uh, Wayne and I talked and we thought, you know, let's let's give them a day off. 24 hours off. So grab your Bible. We're going to be in Luke chapter 1 this morning. And I wanted to focus this morning on a portion of Christmas that I I thought, what could we talk about today that could apply to the people of Christ who have come on Christmas morning to join for church? And so I picked something that, that I thought would be helpful for us to to take away from here, and that is to ponder and think for a moment on one of the great servants of the Christmas story or the Christmas narrative. And that is Mary. Mary, the servant of God who, uh, if you think about what she, she went through, Allison and I were talking about this last night even. Uh, Allison shared about Mary at the, uh, at the Mother's Day this year, the Mother's Day women's meeting breakfast this year and uh, so she read me what she she talked about Mary and and I thought it was so well done in the sense that, that we have a servant here who who was a teenager maybe like like you Abby she had plans she had a life that was that she wanted to accomplish she wanted to do certain things And and in comes a a change for her. And her response is that of one that that is not um, frustrated or angry, but is one that is receptive to what God has for her. that, That God has a bigger and better plan, but a much more difficult plan. Because Mary's life would not be one of ease, in fact we'll see that this morning later in the scripture, but one rather that would bring her great grief. So if you have your Bible, Luke chapter 1, we'll begin in verse 26, let's look at what the scripture says this morning. If if you've got it, would you say amen for me? Alright, a few people are there. It's always helpful when you read and hear and see the scripture. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, and you probably would be too, and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And what was the greeting? Help me out. Greetings, oh, what? Favored one. You have favor in God's eyes. And this troubles her, of course, the fact that an angel is speaking to her, but that she is called a favored one and that the Lord is with her. Emmanuel, this was not a concept that that was uh, as normal as we would understand the concept of God be with you. Remember, she was living under old covenant Jewish regime. And the angel, verse 30, said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. So there it is again. God has favored you for something. Now, just to stop for a moment. This is Christmas morning. And one of the things that, that, that I think about during this season and especially this day is that God, the heavenly father, the one who formed time and space and who gives every good gift has chosen not to remain distant or silent from us, but has drawn near to us in the most intimate way that he could by sending his son to be in flesh and speak to you and speak to man. Remember, this is a concept that is foreign to Old Covenant. Now, there were a few people, as if you know your Bible, that we think about that God has put his favor on. And all of these have had, had some difficult situations. And the first one I think about is Noah. If you think about Noah, God was... God favored Noah. Noah found grace or favor in the eyes of God. What did Noah have to do? To yeah. 120 years, many people believe, it took him to build this ark. Because God was going to destroy everything and because of sin. That, that's not an easy task for Noah and not an easy thing to see, as we can imagine. How about Gideon, specifically? These are our Old Testament characters where God's favor was upon them. And the Lord comes to Gideon in the midst of a nation and has abandoned his God and said, God has found favoring you, Gideon. Samuel, do you remember Samuel? Boy, he had a, a tough go and, and a tough with King Saul. And, and now we get to Mary. God is bringing to her a, a, his favor but if we understand God's favor being on someone it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a happy life it means that God has given you favor to accomplish something even greater so why did God bring favor upon Mary what was the reason Why did God bring favor to Mary? Because he had a way then to bring favor upon the world. And that is through his son, of course, we see. So verse 31 explains that. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and you will what? You will bear a son. Thank you. You will bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus, which is literally salvation. Salvation. And he will be great and will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no no end. So in one sense, we get Mary who who is... In awe and fear as the angel comes and talks to her and then tells her this this news that is unbelievable, almost unbelievable and miraculous that she would conceive and bear a son. And that that son would bring salvation for Sarah Gonzalez and Plaquemine in twenty twenty two. Well, Mary, as I think my wife put it well last night, Mary hears all of this. She she's not thinking about Miss Sarah. No offense, Miss Sarah. She's not worried about you. She she's stuck on that first part that says, "Wait, you you, you said what? You said I will. How can this be? Since I am a virgin, I I don't understand." And the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Miraculously, God's Spirit will do the impossible. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And that is a theme that we see throughout Scripture. Nothing is impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Mary's life is turned upside down in an instant when one conversation with this messenger of God And Mary responds with something that I want to kind of drill into this morning and for us to think about this Christmas day. And as we wrap up our year 2022, and that is this, Mary said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Can I read that again for you one more time? Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. If there's one thing I, I would like for you to remember this morning, it is this. It is that God has a plan and a purpose for each one of us. Just as God had a plan and a purpose for Mary. Mary. And I encourage you to think through this. How can I answer in a way similar to what Mary does and say, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be according to your word. You know, last night I had plans to do some things that I wanted to do and ways that I wanted to do it. 11 o'clock I get a phone call of, Trouble, tragedy, Um, some things not going well for a family and spent some time on the phone and all the midst while some other things are going on that are not pleasant to deal with with some other folks. Um, It was not what I planned. And, And for a moment, I thought, this is Christmas Eve. This is not the way it's supposed to be. This is not what I wanted to do. But very quickly, I thought of Mary. And the message that I had prepared for today, which was, Lord, I am your servant. Let it be according to your will. So a very practical message, I think, for all of us is if we navigate through life and your daughter is acting up in church. (laughs) Lord, I am your servant. Let it be according to your will. If you get home today and things aren't the way that you think they ought to be. Lord, I am your servant. Let it be according to your will. If the market for auto loans is not going how you hoped it would, Lord, I am your servant. Let it be according to your will. Mary's path was difficult. And and as you can imagine, she was about to embark on becoming an outcast, being unmarried and pregnant. Uh, Would they stone her? What would happen to her? Lord, I am your servant. Let it be according to your will. She would raise a child that people knew was uh, illegitimate, quote-unquote. Lord, I am your servant. Let it be according to your will. Later in Luke, if if you have your Bible... Let me give you one more highlight of what this looks like from Mary. Luke chapter 2, verse 28. There was a priest in in the temple named Simeon. And Simeon was a man who, by God's Spirit, the Lord had spoken to him. And he was told that he would not depart, he would not die until he saw the Lord's Messiah. And so he sees Jesus in the temple as they're dedicating him on the eighth day. And and he takes Jesus. He took him in his arms, verse 28, and he blessed God. And he said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. According to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation. That you have prepared in the presence of all peoples. He is a light for revelation to the nations and for glory to your people, Israel. He will allow the nations, the Gentiles, to see and know who God is, and He is the glory. He is the the bright shining light emitting from Israel. And Mary and Joseph, his father and mother, marveled at what was said about him. And so Simeon turns to them and he blesses them and says to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and the rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed, or, and for opposition. He will be a sword to divide. And a sword will pierce through your own soul. Jesus will be one who will come and not make things easy. He will bring a sword to divide and in fact, Mary, he will divide even your own soul. He will pierce you. So that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed or brought to light. This Christmas morning, we celebrate a Savior. One who has brought a sword, if you will, to divide You know, we read from Luke chapter 2, verse 14, and it was quoted last night. And it says, y'all, can, y'all know this with me, right? Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. And that's how most people know it. However, if you look at the earlier manuscripts and look at several of the newer translations. They have a different translation. So one of y'all has it on your phone probably. Look at Luke 2, verse 14. And you'll see it says, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, or and goodwill to those on whom His favor rests. A little different. But that latter translation truly gets to the point of what we're looking at here this morning is Jesus did come to divide. And those on whom his favor rests, his people, God has brought great joy and hope and peace. This morning, it wouldn't be Christmas morning without the message that Jesus came to save sinners. That repent. And that his favor is vastly upon those who will repent and be saved. Christmas is only half of Christmas if it's Jesus was born. Because the true and full message of Christmas is that Jesus was born, he lived, He died, he was buried, and he rose again to save those who would repent and believe the gospel. That is the message. So as Christians this morning, they call us weird, they call us strange, they may call you an extremist, whatever they may call you. But you are one Christian that believes that Christmas is more than packages and bows. Christmas is more than a stocking or a fat man in a suit. Christmas is Jesus Christ came to save sinners, of whom we are the chief. And Christmas is that Jesus has called us to be his servants. May it be according to his will. So, Christian, I'm inviting and encouraging you this morning that you would take this day and quite possibly each and every day to remember that God has a plan to bring the sword, but to bring the salvation to the ends of the earth through his people, the church. And so, Christian. I ask for you to consider today to be a day where you turn to heaven and say, Lord, I indeed am your servant. May it be according to your word. I will be obedient to your word. I will fulfill the words you have given me. And may Christmas be a day that we remember as the day where we were modeled servanthood, even to our own hurt and even to our own pain and embrace What God has given us to do. And like Job said. Though he slayed me. Yet I will trust in him. Even though it cost me. I will trust in God. Merry Christmas church. Merry Christmas in the name of our Lord Jesus. May we be his servants. And may it be according to His will. Let's pray together. Our Father, we love You. We are grateful for the message of Christmas. That Jesus Christ was born. He lived. He died. He was buried and He's raised. To give new life to all that would believe in Him. Father, may May you give us, your people, as you gave your servant Mary, may you give us the humble attitude to serve you, to love you, and to desire for it to be according to your will and your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.